You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good morning. Montgomery County. Good, good morning, Sean. Good morning, Dick. How are you? Doing well. Beautiful day here in Montgomery County. You're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. And of course, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. We are Montgomery County's morning radio show. We're brought to you by Clean Sweet Office Cleaning and Conroe Coffee. We're here every weekday morning at 9 to 11. There's, that's us. So there you go. Uh, we do have a good show lineup today. Uh, today's special guest will be Tom Horgan with Intercept Ministries and Magnolia, uh, Magnolia Cowboy Church's Robert Stokes, the pastor there. Uh, I'm going to find out some technicalities when it comes to churches. Like, you know how, like, what's a pastor? What's a reverend? What's a cleric? What's a demigod? An what's elder. a elder? What's a... I kind of want to know the, the specifics. Because... Gotcha. What's the safe one to use every time? Because I feel like you offend people well, when it, it's like really <laughs> way off. Like, you know, like a rabbi, like say I called him a rabbi. I feel like you know, I, it's I, the I'm same just... kind of religion, right? <laughs> but those are our special guests Until today. Until Isaac and Ishmael, they were the same. Then there was kind of a split. Then something happened. Something happened. But uh, let's do some weather traffic for the Montgomery County area. Uh, I'll start with traffic right now. The conditions looking pretty good. All around the county, uh, I'm not seeing any accidents or incidences or slowdowns. Uh, outside that, uh, let's move on to weather, and I'm going to open the blinds. There you go. You open the blinds while I talk about that. We're already at yesterday's high. So the downside for the rain going away is the heat is coming back. Already 82 degrees in Conroe. <clears throat> going to get up to 95 today. Uh, the train outside agrees with me. Humidity is at 89% but only a 1% chance of rain. That's right, the rain go bye-bye, uh, but the wind's kind of kicking up. We got uh, winds out of the southwest at nine miles an hour, according to the official Lone Star weather tree outside. And uh, so that's it for the weather. And Looking the train for the- is on time. <clears throat> but let's talk about for the weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, uh, highs in the mid-90s, uh, lows in the mid-70s, uh, partly cloudy all weekend long. So that means, Dick, uh, when I help move tomorrow, and anyone else you sucker into this, uh, it won't be quite so bright. So there we go. We're good. Yeah. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I kind of want to remind people. We got a. I got an event in front of me, and so this is a little event break. If you're looking for something really crazy to do, uh, the Woodlands Area Quilt Guild presents Bloomin' Crazy for Quilts, Children, <laughs> the Seed of Our Future. It's a quilt show happening starting today. All the way through the weekend uh, over at the Lone Star Expo and Convention Center. This is a serious business if you're a quilter. Uh, portion of Quilting the proceeds, is a very serious business. Well, uh, portion of the proceeds will go to CASA, Montgomery County CASA more specifically. Mm-hmm. And it's 10 bucks to get in. If you're under 18, you're free. Um, yeah, that's cool. It's featuring a children's quilt exhibit, uh, judged and non-judged quilt entries, raffle baskets, handmade items in our boutique store, vendors offering booth quilting, uh, both quilting, booth, 
uh, <laughs> both quilting and non-quilting items. And uh, uh, yeah, so that's a lot of stuff going on. If you want more information, just look up on Facebook, the Woodlands Area Quilt Guild, or uh, you can look them out online and all that stuff. So just want to let people know that's happening today over at the Lone Star Convention Center. So it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Nice. Not too bad. And uh, yeah, so it is Friday and uh, leading up today, Jurassic Park opens up. I know that's been kind of the buzz and I heard bad things about it. It's a bad, but bad, then again, bad things like, already. Like, Are people getting jaded because they seem to be a little bit more merciless mm, towards like Solo and, you know, the movies. It's like they come to expect. And well, I don't know. I, we were talking about this. We were talking about this on the ticket sub. And I said the cool thing about art in a sense of specifically movies is the general public's pretty good about paying good money to see something good. Mm -hmm. So for example, they were talking about uh, this movie's projected to open up, but then I go with well, the thing that stinks about movies like Jurassic Park is they'll make a lot of money opening weekend, but no one wants to go see it next weekend because they hear how bad it is. Right. Yeah. That's but why most, it's all the, the hype on getting yeah. people there that opening weekend. And, uh, and I go, why don't just make a good movie? <laughs> that's crazy talk man well yeah, i even said this about star wars i go the thing that star wars did so poorly was they didn't just space it out you got to give some build-up and also when you give build-up like that it allows time because you think about the incredibles too opening up last weekend they had like a 14 year old uh, 14 year hiatus right i think it was so i mean like that gave it time to either be in the back of the creator's mind or they just said hey let's Let's just put it on the back burner. Let's focus on these other projects. But then all of a sudden inspiration came out of nowhere. I got the perfect script. Because apparently the Incredible 2 is really good. It's got a good word of mouth mm -hmm. suggestion from people like, go, go see it. I, I want to very much. Isn't it funny, though, that the male lead of the number one movie in America right now, possibly for the whole summer, is Craig T. Nelson? No. It doesn't. <clears throat> a fine actor, you know, he's had an illustrious career. He was coach. He was the dad in Poltergeist, amongst other things. Uh, he's got great range. He was awesome as a slimy stepdad in um, Devil's Advocate. But I just think he is the number one movie star in the world right now. That that goes up over the over the headboard, you know, a little yeah. certificate for that. Well, I blame the other movies. They suck. <laughs> I don't know. Deadpool 2 is really enjoyable. I haven't seen any of these. I need so. I need to start getting my movie thing up. I'm going to help out. Uh, yeah, uh, Movie Pass is still still around, so there's really no excuse if you're into watching movies not to jump on Movie Pass because they keep changing their format like every month. Uh huh. And uh, I mean, they're losing money like crazy. But one of our hosts, uh, Connor, uses it and he loves it. He says the only thing that's downside to it, I don't think you can use it for new movies, but that could be. Completely incorrect. Oh, there are always uh, like you limits. can't go see Disney movies or something like exactly. that. Exactly, which to, is probably like sixty percent of all the movies coming out. Especially now that Disney's bought like everybody. That part twelve of my problem with Disney buying out so many, it's that you can't. A Disney movie will now mean a Fox movie. So any any movies coming out by Twentieth Century Fox, and when are they going to change their name to Twenty First Century Fox? By the way, just saying. But they want to be reminded of the good past they had. There you go. But uh, no, that movie opens up. I've heard okay things about the. See, the thing about too about Jurassic Park is it has dinosaurs in it, so like kids are gonna love it. It's kind of like Transformers. I saw the the most recent Transformers, and it, like the plot really wasn't interesting, but I mean it looked good, so that was exciting. Yeah. 
And I always wondered in the robot world, if these robots were to scale, wouldn't they run faster than they could drive? <laughs> yeah. So why, like, I understand you know, why they did it. We're talking about the same world where people can outrun a gas explosion. And well, I mean, I think robots can just because of how tall they are and they're like, they're stride. Yeah, but just. But like, you know, they, in the movie, they the always, they always change the cars. And I get that to be inconspicuous, but when there's scenes of like them trying to get away, hey, what's, what's faster, a car or like you running? <laughs> I wonder what I wonder. It depends if someone, what's chasing me. That's true, but uh, yeah, Jurassic. What did you think of when? Because Jurassic Park came out like 1998, I think. Uh, the first one. First one. It what was, did you think of it when you saw it? Oh, I, I was pleasantly flabbergasted by the special effects. Yeah, because it was brand new. Remember, it was supposed to be uh, uh, not animatronic, um, stop motion. Spielberg had already put it in his budget. It was going to be a stop motion film, you know, with moving the dinosaurs a bit uh -huh. each frame, like the old Clash of the Titans and stuff. And I think the T Rex was, but I, were the Velociraptors no, 100%? Like, no, the whole movie, there was going to be no CGI. Okay. The CGI really wasn't a thing then. Yeah. And these guys came together and they showed him, <clears throat> they, they took the footage of Sam Neill and the kids running through the, the savannah and all these, uh, dinky dinosaurs harmless dinosaurs are running with them and so it's like a, only like a little 10 second scene but they showed him about what it could look like and so he changed everything to get it off stop motion and into uh cgi now of course they had like big animatronic well ones i, I feel like the t-rex scene that wasn't complete like the the scene where jeff goldblum is in the if it was the full body is in the back of the jeep or whatever i don't i don't feel like that was full cgi if the if that it was the full really body good. of the t-rex it was cgi but if you have a close-up like it busting through the the roof of the yeah. front of the jeep that was a uh a mannequin for lack of a better word okay but that's what i'm saying it just it was so seamless and so realistic that you could tell you can look at some old movies or old tv shows where the lasers are bent coming out of the gun because they didn't aim it right or bad stop motion. This is the first time that it was so seamless, the seamless integration of CGI with live action. So I was blown away. It is what it is. You don't go see Jurassic Park for the plot or the deep characters. You try to figure out who the secret bad guy is. And I loved in the new Jurassic Park, the one that came out a couple of years ago, that B.D. Wong was the bad guy. Because he was a good guy, the low-level technician in the original Jurassic Park. And it just shows how he got corrupted. And I loved that. That, that was like, But that's as deep as you get with the characterization. So you don't watch it for the, the plot. Now, Rex Reed has said, and, and I quote, For the love of God, will someone put Jurassic World out of its misery? Apparently, he doesn't like it that much. Well, I mean, I agree. I mean, the first one was really great, and the second one was very interesting. As Michael, is it Michael Crichton? He wrote the Crichton, book. Uh -huh. or Crichton, Crichton. It looks like Crichton, but it's but uh, how many books did he actually end up writing? Just two. Hey, just the two, and the second one he only wrote because he had to. Oh, it was, it was a contract thing. Yeah, Ooh. and and here's the thing: it's that the movie changed so differently from the book that he had to, since he had to base it on the book and not on the movie. Like in the in the original book, uh, Jeff Goldblum's character gets killed. He dies. And so he's, yeah, but because when they said, okay, you have to write the sequel and these have to be in the sequel and he has to have a daughter. He's like, but he died in the first book. It doesn't matter. Fix it. So basically he did the whole, he was only mostly dead all day kind of gags. 
where he shows up and like, I thought you were dead. No, I was, I was just really hurt bad, but I'm back. I was stuck in the stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so Crichton was not a fan of that. But Crichton's, uh, you know, his history, because, you know, he's a former medical doctor. Okay. And he quit that to become a writer. And he started off with the Andromeda strain. Okay. Uh, and then got into Westworld, Future World, uh, Timeline, Jurassic Park. And basically what his shtick is, is to show when you use science or technology for entertainment purposes for the masses, bad things happen. Westworld, the robots, the, the robot rebels, the Yul Brenner, the gunslinger. Future World. Bad guys say, hey, we can replace world leaders with robots and take over the world. Timeline. Let's say, hey, let's just go back and totally screw with history in this little French castle. Jurassic Park, dinosaurs eat people. Uh, all of these in the shtick. Now, remember, he also wrote Twister. He, you know, had, a good, the movie. he had a good career in the 90s. Yeah, but Twister, believe me, that's one where you just got to turn your brain off. So, you know, not everything is a, is a uh, make you think format. Okay. No. Well, I want to I want to say welcome to everybody. <laughs> welcome. We're on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, and we also have our special guests. We got Tom and Robert, Robert. coming in, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be coming around nine thirty. Nine thirty. We're going to take fourteen right now. A quick break. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. All right, welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star. Broadcasting from downtown Conroe, Texas. Don't forget, we're on Facebook Live. You can join in on the conversation with our audience. 
And then we're also on YouTube Live. So there you go. One thing uh, Brett was talking about who the bad people, bad guys were, <laughs> were the it. incompetent parents that were too busy getting a divorce to keep their children out of a dinosaur-infested hellscape. You know what's funny is there was a, uh, not really a thesis, but this guy for one of his film classes did a review of the character. I forget her name. It was uh, Ron Howard's daughter, Bryce Dallas. Bryce Howard. Her character in... Uh, I don't know what to call it. Like, I would just say Jurassic Park sequel part one, you know, the one mm -hmm. before this one that just came out. And talking about how it's an it's amazing how uh, everyone is trying to make her like a, you know, a strong woman character. But she's like caused all these deaths and basically her incompetence as a leader <laughs> in, in the uh, in the business. The dinosaur business has killed all these families and all these people by letting all these dinosaurs loses by her decisions. And it went through, like, every decision she made and how it was poor. Well, it's funny because they dress her in white, hoping that that'll show. See, she's a sweetie. She's an angel. But usually when there's an action movie. Jurassic with a, World. With Thank a, you, Brent. When there's a female in a, in a dangerous situation and she's wearing heels, she'll take them off. There's always a scene where they take off the heels to show that they can run barefoot. But they keep the shoes. Usually. Or sometimes they drop them in the middle of it. But, I mean, usually there's that big scene. I don't think she ever takes off her heels. In the I don't doubt it. And she also stays in white. Well, no, no like the, basically the end of the, the movie, you would think she'd be arrested or investigated at least. And that's when I saw the, the trailer to the new one. I was like, why isn't she behind bars or at least fired or something? Because, I mean, think about everything. Like, it's all recorded, too. It isn't like a quick decision that everyone kind of forget about. Mm -hmm. But no, like everything she did was recorded. Probably. That they were able to overcome everything from the original mov movies, just there in reality, there's no way they would have made it. Yeah. Except you know, you have a dinosaur running through San Diego in uh, was it Lost World? Yes. Eating not only. Like Americans, which is bad enough, but also eating, you know, there's the funny scene where he's eating the Japanese people going, oh, Godzilla, kind of thing. So this is an international debacle. I mean, the civil suits alone. Well, no, I mean, well, hold on. Would have destroyed is, this company. This is going to be a stupid question. But if anyone knows the lore of Jurassic movies, is Jurassic The Lost World a prequel to Jurassic World? The newer ones? Well, yeah, well... It's the same universe, right? Oh, yeah. This Jurassic World is basically the fourth movie in the Jurassic Park okay. series. Or, or fifth. Is Sam Neill in the Jurassic World series, the new ones? I don't think so. Is anybody? B.D. Wong was. Oh, it's right. Yeah, he was the... There uh, was the rumor that Chris Pratt's character was actually the little... Remember in the first movie uh, where the, 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 Sam Neill's got the, the, the claw yeah. and he's telling the kid? Uh, that's not true. But yeah, so Sam Neill, you know, it was Jurassic Park. And then Lost World, and then the third one with William H. Macy. Yeah, where, the know, Sam Neill was in the third one. Yeah, they, they brought him back for the third one. And then you have this hiatus, and then they came back with Jurassic World. I always wondered why he's not in more movies, because he went solo and did that NBC mini TV series Merlin. <laughs> and so I was like, all right, so this guy clearly just wants to do something fun. Like, why is he in more Jurassic Park movies? He's a good actor, and Merlin's not really good. 
I'm just gonna say that. I mean, I'll, I, I you, it could be a passion piece, could be a yeah. scheduling thing, could be a money thing. Yeah. It could be well, could be a lot of things. My character just you know ran its course in Jurassic. World Did it though? 3. Well, he breaks up with Lori. Uh, what's her name? They they were together. The their characters. I thought that was the whole thing. Like they were never really together. Well, no, the implication in part three, in part one, they get together. Oh, the end of end, part one. End of part oh. one. And then he, when he comes back in part three, he's like, well, we split up. Okay. Huh. Whatever. So, yeah, Jurassic World. Go see it. Let us know. Because I'm not going <laughs> to see it. You know what movie I have to see by next Thursday is uh, Ocean's 8. So I'm going to okay. try to check that out at one point. Now, earlier I said that Rex Reed was just like wailing on Jurassic World. Would have you ever watched a movie that you wouldn't have watched otherwise or not watched a movie that you would have watched based on a reviewer? Based on a critic's review. Oh yeah, I watched The Book of Henry based off a review. So you wouldn't have watched it otherwise? No. Okay. And that was only because the the reviewer basically said this movie made zero sense. And as I was watching it, I was watching it with disbelief, not because of like the acting or just poorly being poorly made is more of the idea of someone wrote this script and it's made with professional actors. Okay. So in other words, it wasn't a good review. So oh, no, it was so a horrible bad. review. Now, okay. So that's why so I had of, to check it out. Kind of proves, well, that's my point. When a reviewer does a bad review, I don't think anyone who was going to watch the movie says, well, I'm not going to watch it now because Rex Reed doesn't like it or Cecil and Eber don't yeah. like it. So, they're kind of ineffective with that. If you give a bad review, people are more people are going to go watch it just to yeah. see if it's, if it's true. Well, I don't think you can really claim anything because the room success, like you can't, I mean, it's really strange that people like, there's no, there's no direct answer to why people go see movies. Cause I mean, well, you got movies like the room that sell out theaters today. It's actually playing at uh river Oaks. Yeah. They still play it from time to time. And especially with uh, a disaster artist now on, oh, yeah. On video on demand or whatever. On uh, Amazon prime is it Amazon prime or Hulu. Amazon prime. Amazon prime. Yeah. Then you gotta, you gotta watch the original. Now, uh, you don't have to see the room to watch the disaster artist. You get it. It's like uh, uh, Ed Wood, the movie. Mm -hmm. You don't have to watch Plan Nine from Outer Space to watch Ed Wood. It helps, but I'm telling you, at the at the end during the credits, they show on one side of the screen the original scene from the movie, and then on the right side of the screen at the same time they show their recreation of it with James Franco, and it's scary how good they. They are. And then at the very, very end, this is kind of a spoiler alert. James Franco as Tommy Wiseau and the real Tommy Wiseau are in a scene together talking to each other. And there, there's a couple of points where you're, you're hard pressed to kind of tell them apart. So I, I wholeheartedly recommend The Disaster Artist. If you can watch The Room, I'm sure there's a bootleg of it somewhere on YouTube. Not that I'm condoning such behavior. But unless. Or just go to River Oaks in Houston. Yeah, just jump on down. I think there's River a Oaks. show in this weekend. There so. you go. But yeah. Well, I had to fill the gaps in between Rocky Horror and other movies. Yeah. I believe you. I believe you. I believe me too. Well, it's 924. We got guests yeah, coming we got in guests. at 930. Uh, we have Tom and Robert coming in from Intercept Ministries and Magnolia Cowboy Church talking about country Christmas in July. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you actually want to stay, stick around, we'll be right back with those folks. And if you have questions for them, we're on Facebook. We're on um, email, mwls at irlonestar.com. Call uh, us if you want. Yeah, 936-647-376. No they never call. They never write. 
Yeah. Just leave a message. Don't don't hang up. We get a lot of people calling and just hang up, but even though the first thing they hear, please leave a message. That's the call-in message line, folks, 936-647-3776. Because we don't trust you live. It is 925. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio, your morning radio show in Montgomery County. Sean? Dick! Who do we have in the studio? What's going on here? Who are these strangers? We grew. If you were paying attention to us on YouTube during the break, you see that we went from two to, to five. Well, four and a half. She, she won't go on the camera. She's behind it. But she's also streaming live. So she's live streaming our live stream. Is that what the kids call meta? Or Inception. You know, I, I still try to watch that movie to, to find the the Easter eggs. Okay. Like, if he's wearing his wedding ring, he's in the real world, real world but not the dream world. Okay, moving on. Well, that's from a th- good way to waste your time. 
So we have in the studio some amazing guests with us. We have Tom Horgan with Intercept Ministries mm -hmm. and Pastor Robert from Magnolia Cowboy Church. And iron not ironically, but fittingly, on this second day of summer, we're going to be talking about 2018 Christmas in July fundraiser that they're putting on Morning Gents. How are you doing? Good morning. Good, good. Great to be here. Cool. Uh, so we're going to talk about Intercept Ministries in a minute, but let's talk about the purpose of uh, Christmas in July. Uh, what's it all about? Okay. Thank um, you, Tom. All right. Well, yeah, I'll go ahead and run from here. All right. So the purpose of Christmas in July is uh, that's this is our mainline fundraiser for the year for Intercept Ministries. Mm -hmm. We don't go out and ask for money all year long, even though we do support uh, people outside of our three main events. Our three main events are Easter, back to school, and then Christmas. And Christmas is our big one. We kind of fill a niche market out there in uh we call it the Tri-County area. It's West Montgomery County, part of Grimes County, and uh, Eastern Waller County. It's families that, you know, have come fallen upon hard times and can't afford to do a good Christmas for their family. So we try to take care of a lot of families by sponsoring their, uh, their Christmas needs. And it can be anything from toys to clothes to food. Um, we picked July to do the fundraiser because everybody else is so busy throughout the rest of the year on fundraisers. There's really nobody raises money in July for, you know, big causes. So we call it Country Christmas in July, country because um, we're going to do it at the Magnolia Cowboy Church this year, which is a very country-based um, organization. Yeah. And Christmas in July is we're looking for sponsors to come and make Intercept, have, have a, let us have a great Christmas in July so that <laughs> we can provide uh, for Christmas this fall. So what's going to happen? So the event is actually July 20th, Friday, so just under a month from now, 6.30 p.m. at the Magnolia Cowboy Church. And Pastor Robert, in a minute, we'll have you tell us about the church and where, where you're located. Mel's Country Cafe is going to be providing the food. Yeah. And, I've heard of that place. Yeah, right? And uh, like last that year. That's pretty good, if I think if I remember amazing. correctly. Yeah. Yeah. And it you know, uh, State Rep Cecil Bell, he's uh, kind of hosting this, too. So this is his baby. Well, I don't know that guy, but I mean, I've heard of, Mel <laughs> I've heard of Mel's. Yeah, Mel's Cafe is legendary for their food, no yeah. doubt. All right, so I'm there this, then. Is the, this is the second annual one, right? Yes, sir. Now, that's last correct. year, is memory serve me right? You have almost like 3,000 families were helped with, with the Christmas in July, with what you got from the Christmas in July. Yeah, that's correct. So, again, it's throughout the year, but Christmas is our big one. Uh, last year, we also helped a bunch of Harvey victims. Mm -hmm. So we uh, had I was one of them. Uh, I actually came by Intercept uh, when we were stuck in the Magnolia Inn hotel for the first couple of months yeah and uh you know there, there was food there was toiletries you know my wife just fell in love with lynette who was there the day and so you guys truly were there it was amazing but you you continue now okay yeah so um it's a little we're usually around three thousand people um that includes again children and elderly during the christmas time and we do take care of the parents as well um you know, the type of sponsorships we're looking for, uh, we have different levels. Um, number one is an underwriter. That's uh, An underwriter is $5,000. And while that seems like a lot, it's really not much. When you try to buy clothes, say, for a family of four, it don't take long. You figure $100 per child, that's 200 there. And if you bought the parents or grandparents or guardians clothes, it don't take long to eat that up. Uh, we have a North Pole sponsorship. That's at $2,500. The Santa's workshop sponsorship is a thousand, and Rudolph is five hundred. And all that information is available um, on the internet too. You can go to interceptministriestexas.org, and that's TX for Texas. Gotcha. And, and we'll be sure to put that on our uh, on the site as well, so people can. Okay. 
All right. Uh, that's great. Now, um, what about for, uh, for the event itself? Uh, you know, you say 5,000 sounds like a lot. I don't know. Disney's already raked in $2 billion this year, apparently. So, you know, for Walt's family, not so much. It's, you know, 5,000 is nothing. But let's say it's a little bit out of my price uh, uh, bracket. What would it cost for me to come in uh, with myself? So the tickets to buy or the meal tickets are $20 a piece, or you can donate a large, thick, heavy blanket. And what that's used for, obviously, is we're going to give that stuff to families who need it. Now, again, Intercept, we don't retain any money for ourselves. Everything we get, we spend. Uh, we do have our own facility now, so we have, we have some bills we have to pay as well. But you're right. It's not, it's not a huge amount of money. We have some auction items. We'll have a silent auction and a live auction there. And we'd like to see people come that don't like to lose. If you know, <laughs> in Montgomery County, that may be hard to find. I don't know. I don't oh, know. they're out there. You're out there, people. You know who you are. Bring your checkbooks and come out there because um, nobody likes to lose at an auction. And we're going to have some great items. Uh, I believe there's going to be a hunt again this year. Um, there's going to be several baskets that are going to be put together by local businesses that are being donated. Awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be a great, great event. That sounds awesome, Tom. Let's move over to Pastor Robert here. So you're the pastor of... Uh, Magnolia Cowboy Church. That's correct. Which sounds awesome. I've never been there, but it just sounds. You should come. It, it, I, I just might have to. Yeah. But I just don't. I don't have boots or a hat. You know, you don't need boots or a hat. Okay. Uh, okay. We have people show up, flip flops and cowboy hats and suits and you name it. Cool. What got the Cowboy Church involved with? Because were, were you involved last year with this, or you came in for this year? Uh, we came in this year. Mm -hmm. uh, what started uh, our relationship with Intercept was Harvey. And um, uh, they were very active. We were extremely active. We had some local country artists uh, that are friends that uh, promoted uh, donations for Harvey. Uh, those donations came to our church in just a small amount of time. Uh, we had 18 wheelers showing up from all over the country. Um, had 150 people unloading things for the community. And um, we partnered with Intercept, the volume of things that we were getting and to take care of their client base, um, everything they need. They'd make a call, Lynette or someone would make a call, and we would immediately come over and fill the order uh, from dog food to diapers. It was really an amazing time. And to see their operation um, operate and how they cared for the families, it's a big deal for us to be in, that, be in the community and see the, the quality of job that they did. They truly, truly uh, care for the community. I can tell there's a lot of heart there. When uh, the wife and I went out to the Magnolia location, <clears throat> the original location, uh, I, I, I personally don't accept things well. You know, I feel like I'm less of someone as a result. Uh, but literally what they had there fit every need that could possibly be there was clothing, there were blankets, there were toiletries, there was food, there was, you know, you could ask, I need a, you know, a golly, if only there was a Frisbee for my daughter, play, there was a Frisbee there, you know, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Intercept had, like, everything, so they weren't niche, and they, I think they realized that the need was so ubiquitous, just everyone needed everything. Yeah. And now tell me about this new uh, facility, because I went to the old one, apparently, but there's a new one now. Uh, yes, that's correct. We have a new facility. Uh, it's located off FM 1774. Um, it's at 38928 FM 1774 in Magnolia. And it used to be an old feed store uh, mm -hmm. years ago. Uh, it's been abandoned for, I'm thinking, like the last 10 years. 
And through, with the help of Mr. Cecil Bell and some other local folks in Magnolia, we were able to gain access to that facility. And the owners are being very gracious. They're allowing us to use it as long as we maintain it and keep it up. So we have been very busy out there cleaning, uh, repairing, mowing. And uh, it's probably a five-acre facility with a house and a little barn. And then it's got the main feed store building on it. And that's a lot of mowing, believe me. Uh, <laughs> I, I was out there last Saturday in my zero turn, and I got done, and you couldn't tell. You can even you couldn't recognize me. I was just covered in dirt and dust, but <laughs> we had to get it done, and so we got it done. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, about Intercept, you know, uh, Lynette, she is our executive director, and she had it, uh, God had put it upon her to ask everybody, what was your vision for Intercept? And one of the main things that came out of that task for us as board members was we figured out that while we provide this for people that are down on hard times, we have a lot of repeat customers, if you will. So what we've decided to do is as we get surplus funds available, we're using that to help train people and educate them in the workforce. For example, we have some classes going on right now for some young ladies that are learning to speak English. They don't know how they don't have the means to go get it anywhere else because they have children and they can't afford childcare to go do it. So they're coming to Intercept. They're getting free education on learning to speak English and free daycare while we're there. So is it really free? Well, no, there's a cost to all of it, right? Mm -hmm. So, but we're covering the overhead on the building, the electricity and things of that nature. And we have this young lady who's donating her time uh, to teach these people how to speak English. So that's, that's great. Yeah. And that's step one. You know, we, we have visions to expand it and maybe do some basics trades like how to operate a lawnmower, how to operate a weed eater, maybe a nail gun and read a tape measure for those that really need, you know, to get out there and learn how to make it on their own. Jeez, even I don't know how to use those things. Dick, what about you? <laughs> I'll teach you this weekend. Awesome. Because I had fun with your sledgehammer. Thanks for leaving it behind. It was awesome. Um, and the facility itself, it's like, if you're heading towards like the Renaissance Festival, it's like right there, right? That's correct. Okay. It's, so people can have, you know, you know, just, just as you're driving up at the Renfest this, this fall, just wrench your wheel into the driveway and drop some stuff off there. Yeah. Drop some stuff off or we take money, cash check, credit card. We're, we're not picky. We'll take all of it. And Intercept, they're like, are they like all volunteer or almost all volunteer? That is correct. We are all volunteer. Wow. Nobody gets any kind of salary whatsoever. That's great because you just unfortunately hear too many times, uh, you, you know, check your nonprofit because 80 cents on the dollar goes to administrative or something. But so this is 100 percent. Everyone's a volunteer. If you donate money or goods, you know, it's going to go to someone who needs it. That is correct. And, you know, I got a friend of mine. He loves to donate to their various causes. One of his big concerns has always been when he donates, where does the money go? Mm -hmm. Well, we can tell you that if you donate to Intercept Ministries, it stays locally in that tri-county area. Now, that's not to say we won't help anybody outside of that area, but the majority of our efforts and where we, uh, the people we take care of are in that area right there. Cool. Uh, Pastor Robert, talk to me more about the Magnolia Cowboy Church, uh, the, the facility itself. Like, is it going to be indoor, outdoor, plenty of parking? Uh, get, get people to come there. Yeah, we're um, 5.8 miles uh, down Nickel Sawmill Road from 17, FM 1774. Okay. Uh, we're out in the Glenmont Estates uh, area and uh, actually about a half a mile from Hockley. 
So we're, we have Hockley and Magnolia and Tomball, Waller. We're kind of in the center of that. We're on 20 acres uh, there, and uh, it is a cowboy church. It's a kind of a come-as-you-are place. We have a rodeo arena and horse barns that we uh, have boarding and stables and stuff there. And um, I think it's going to be a great facility to host uh, Intercept. You know, Christmas in July will be a great time. <clears throat> and we want to just welcome everyone to come. Uh, the area churches uh, in the area, there's a lot of other churches that help and support Intercept and can be can do more. And that was what our goal is, mm-hmm. is to, to help promote uh, Intercept within our, our, our community churches. And um, we think that it'll be a, a wonderful time. It's got a lot of room. We have a building that was uh, built about three years ago. And, of course, it's a Western-looking building. And <laughs> it's very homey inside. It's like a lodge when you go in. And with all the Christmas trees that I hear are going to be going up and all the decorations, it's really going to be a, a, a great, great night. Well, it sounds like it's going to have that old, if you have, like, paneled floors and walls and stuff, that old-school Christmas thing. It's so what makes a cowboy church a cowboy church besides, of course, the, the way it looks? Well, I, I think cowboy church, what's interesting about it, it's a, it is a, a very open very transparent um, a place to go to church. Uh, we, uh, a lot of times you'll hear that real people talking about real issues with a real God. And um, uh, we're, we're, we operate like a non-denominational church would operate. And um, we have live worship at our church, a nice band and do worship. And we welcome all denominations. And having a rodeo arena, and of course this is Texas, uh, guys that like to wear hats and boots, they're welcome um, to come. And also, if you have a Harley, or if you, which we have a lot of guys that ride, uh, it really, you're, it's just open to everyone to come and, and um, experience the love of Christ. And, and that's really what it's about. Well, Doug, who's our Harley guy? Remember, he's popped in a couple of times. He's the the Hog Chapter president. Bigfoot? I mean, I know he's a Bigfoot. No, that's, that's, his, that's his riding name. Oh, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I've I can't remember his forget. real name, but he's like the president of this this Harley, the Hog Association, and he's like six foot twelve. He's like this ginormous guy. He's been in a couple. He's of times. an accountant. I know that. <clears throat> yeah, by day he's an accountant. <clears throat> but uh, excuse me for that. Uh, now there's going to be live music there too. But not yes. only so this twenty bucks gets me food, entry, live entertainment, including the Charlie Riley band. Absolutely. Okay, so this is County Commissioner Charlie Riley, who's going to like get down and dirty with his band. Yeah, yeah, and he's a member of our church. Oh, uh, okay. Very active member of our church, and he, he's excited about um, being able to come and help uh, promote Intercept and and make a difference, you know, in, in so many people's lives. It, I'll, I'll just go back real quick and talk about that with Intercept, that <clears throat> it's very rare uh, we get as a church. I talk to a lot of people. Uh, wanting money and wanting things to go and help different ministries and things like that. It's extremely rare uh, to find a ministry that is 100% volunteer, um, where you know every dollar is a dollar spent towards those in need. And that's what's exciting about us to get to partner with this. And uh, we look forward to the future and what it holds in that community and know that um, not only are they able to help them uh, with the physical things, uh, material things, uh, but also there's a lot of praying going on and and a lot of love and care for these folks as they come in and, and maybe feel like that they've been forgotten or feel alone. Uh, once they're at Intercept, uh, they're not going to have that feeling at all. Uh, they're going to be loved on, appreciated, uh, valued. Um, grace and mercy would be extended along with whatever material things that they need short term. That's cool to hear. Uh, 
Tom? I, well, I want to let yeah. listeners know on Facebook, on our Facebook Live, I posted a link for the event oh, cool. from intercetministriestx.org and also more information about the Cowboy Church. So if you're looking for more information, it's really easy to find, especially if you're watching live on Facebook. Cool. Uh, again, having been to Intercept myself, uh, I guess the best way to phrase this is a lot of ministries or churches are like under the microscope lately. You know, they're accused of, well, you're all in-house or mm-hmm. you'll only care about so. When we went there, uh, this is a ministry, not only is it 100% volunteer, but to me it seemed like it was open to anyone. It never came up in the conversation like, have you accepted the Lord? Nothing like that. Um, You know, there wasn't like this expectation of, okay, we're going to give you some toothpaste and a blanket, but we're going to throw a Bible in, or you need Mm -hmm. to pledge this too. Right. And I'm saying that just because this is community, this is love, this Mm -hmm. is ministry, this is outreach. Yes. And it's not to be picked apart. Like, I, I guess a lot of people say, what's the catch? So maybe you can tell me, what's the catch? <laughs> is there? I don't think there's one because I was there and I never saw one, but, you know. No, there, there is no catch. And uh, Intercept Ministries is there to provide for people like that in when they have a need. Um, we don't question where you come from. Um, we don't question your background. We don't question your faith. I'll give you an example. Um, last year, we had a family drive up. And it had brand new paper tags on it, uh, brand new 2018 Cadillac Escalade and load up uh, toys for Christmas. We didn't question whether or not that family actually owned that vehicle or if they borrowed it or they rented it or why they had it, because that just wouldn't be right. That's not what Jesus has put on our hearts to do for our community. Now, I will mention this, and Lynette gets a charge out of this, and I'm sure I'm sure Pastor Robert's going to love it too. Occasionally, we will take uh, people in and let them get community service hours. So the people we really try to focus on on that are the youth from the high schools, you know, from Magnolia West, Magnolia High, and uh, Waller, you guys would be welcome too. Um, but we don't know who to talk to there. <laughs> Any it, 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 Every now and then, sorry about the stutter, but, you know. Uh, I have that effect on people. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Every now and then we get people that maybe have gotten in trouble with the law and need some community service hours. We're very selective about those people because we can't have any violent offenders in that there. Mm-hmm. Now, I will tell you this. Those people, if they want to come and get volunteer hours, we'll give them the volunteer hours. But before Lynette signs off, they're going to listen to me talk to them about Jesus for about 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to be ministered to. Or they can go get their volunteer hours elsewhere in that case. Now, we don't do that to anybody from the high schools or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to come and you were got in trouble, you DWI or whatever the reason is, and you need it, you're going to get to hear about Jesus for about 30 minutes from me or anybody else who might be there instead. Well, I've heard worse orientations in my life. So, <laughs> let's, so let's tell people. So it, it's called Country Christmas in July, uh, benefiting Intercept Ministries, uh, hosted by Cecil Bell. Uh, who's state representative Cecil Bell and his friends at the Magnolia Cowboy Church. I got the address here, and we're going to put it up, 23247 Glenmont Estates in Magnolia. Friday, July 20th, starting at 6.30 p.m., dinner catered by, you remember, Dick? Mel's. Mel's Country Cafe. That's right. With a silent auction, live auction, dinner, uh, and music by the Charlie Riley Band. And that 20 bucks gets you all of that, and... Sponsorship opportunities are available. Go to interceptministriestx.org to sign up for this. You don't want to miss this. This is a great way to get the spirit started early here. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Cool. There you go. And don't forget Facebook. We have all the links on the video, Facebook Live. 
And we'll be posting more information when we release the podcast of the interview and all that good stuff on YouTube. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. We got to take a quick break and say thanks to Connor Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning, who are sponsors <laughs> of the show. It is 948. You are listening to Mornings with Lone Star on Lone Star Community Radio. We'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936 266 7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. From the beginning, the main purpose of the Cooperative Extension Service has been to change human behavior by teaching people how to apply the results of scientific research. By utilizing a holistic, multi-level approach, Extension Family and Community Health Programs encourage health and well-being for everyone. Addressing values, concerns, and needs with reliable science-based information, Extension Programs help people lead healthier lives. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Hispanic Chamber Connections with Dr. Carlos Sanchez, president of the Woodlands Conroe Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, featuring event announcements, member highlights, and more. Tuesdays at 1 p.m., broadcasting from the heart of Conroe, Texas, on IRLoneStar.com and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show. With monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 936- Six four seven three seven seven six. Statistics show that one out of every six Texans struggles with food insecurity and hunger. And many people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables every day. The Better Living for Texans program is here to help you learn how to make healthy menu choices, save money at the grocery store, prepare quick and delicious meals, get more good nutrition in your day, 
and get more physical activity. Classes are fun, friendly, interactive, and free, and taught in English and Spanish. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. All right, welcome back. Morning's Lone Star, Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting live from downtown Conroe on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. Again, Country Christmas in July, happening Friday, July 20th at the Magnolia Cowboy Church at 6.30 p.m., $20. And they also have other sponsorship packages available. Just visit interceptministriestx.org for more info. If you're just now joining us, we do podcasts, everything, all interviews, all that kind of stuff. So just keep in touch. That's all you got to do. Now it's just Skippy and I. And I, I'll, let me, uh, I'm going to adjust the, uh, Skippy and me? Yeah. What's the correct? Hold on. Because that's the object, not, not the subject. Oh, my gosh. My mom, my mother does that to me. And I'm like, <laughs> come on now. Uh, but, yeah, so if you got a comment, question, don't forget Facebook Live. We have a lot of people on there commenting and all that kind of stuff. So it's fun. So let's move on. The Let next us. topic. Let's what is on. the next topic? Well, we what, are we, what are we going to talk let's about? Let's talk about a little bit of local news here. Uh, big Rivers, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was giving the big fanfare that it was supposed to open up next weekend. What's it called? 29th. Big Rivers. So why don't we get them in the studio? Yeah. Big uh, well, River. Is it in New Caney? Where is it at? Yeah, it's out in New Caney, East Montgomery County I guess area. I see some pictures of this thing. Big River Water Park. Oh, it's a real deal. Yeah, it, it is the real deal. And they were going to open up next weekend on june 29th but because of the inclement weather they've had to quote push it to sometime in july so hopefully they're they're, they're shooting for like the july 4th weekend area but if you haven't seen it yet uh go to the website do what do you have a website so, on it yes it's a uh, big river waterpark.com big rivers waterpark.com so let me get this straight they're doing a water park and an amusement park and a speedway and an rv park What's a speedway? You know, like cars. for cars or yeah. for like for go karts. Uh, from what I heard, it's cars, but it could just be go karts. We could look into that. It's part of this big complex. I'm interested. Growing and growing. So if you were getting ready to uh, go hit big rivers uh, next weekend, you'll have to schlep out to Wet and Wild Splashtown one more weekend, but then get ready or um, hit Rob Fleming Aquatic Center in the Woodlands, which is on the east side of the Woodlands. Uh, really inexpensive to get in, and it's like a whoa. They got a maze. They got a mystic forest maze. Ooh, dude. Well, the Rob Fleming Park in the Woodlands has a lazy river and inner tube slides and all kinds of fun stuff. There. Oh, this is like an outdoor kind of place. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Kinda like you know, like Splashdown. Okay. This is actually pretty interesting. This is just down the road. Mm -hmm. Hey, what about that? <laughs> All right. And a little bit closer to home, uh, early voting is going on in downtown in Conroe for the runoff for the place for city council election. Thus far, a staggering 302 votes have been cast in early uh, voting. Early voting runs through June 26th. Election day, June 30th. Remember, for early voting, you can vote at any of the polling locations, but on election day... Well, so this, this is citywide, so I guess it doesn't matter what... Uh, I, I got to check to see if you still have to vote in your precinct or not. But this is the runoff between Raymond McDonald and Annie Jefferson Barrett. So good luck to both of you. May the 
I don't want to say maybe the best person to win because I'm sure they're both awesome in their own way, but uh, uh, voting happens now through the 26th. And let's get, try to get more than 302 voters out there, huh? Just saying. Are you going to, Dick, are you the Conroe boy? Not yet. We had the transfer stuff. We just moved into the Conroe area, so it's a little too late for registration. But. Yeah, it's this time around. But, yeah, you can get it for the, uh, some generals coming up, and, of course, there will be more elections. Uh, I can't vote for this one myself. I'm a Woodlands boy. But there you go. Now, also, for next weekend, I, I know Big Rivers isn't opening, but what is opening next weekend on the 29th over at the Owen Theater is a play called The Musical Comedy Murders of 1940. Now, it's not a musical. <laughs> Don't let the title fool you. It is a comedy, though, and uh, directed by O.A. Melvin. Great cast. Uh, opens June 29th, runs through July 15th at the Owen Theater. Go to owentheater.com, and that's theater with an R-E, for tickets and information. And then the next weekend, Willy Wonka opens at the Crichton Theater. Go to crichtontheater.org, and that's theater with an R-E again. Runs July 6th to the 22nd, so you can catch musical comedy murders at any point uh, the weekend before and Willy Wonka the weekend after. So a lot, lot of fun there, good, good shows. So Willy Wonka, of course, is the big musical, you know, like based on the Gene Wilder movie, and it's got a huge cast. So Oompa Loompas galore, all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, Jeff Baldwin's the director of that one. Finally, locally, on the 30th, so a week from tomorrow, uh, the Converse Symphony Orchestra is holding its patriotic celebration at 7.30 p.m. at Heritage Place Park. This is my favorite color, free. Uh, a lot of, some people don't know, Conroe has a symphony orchestra, and they're really good. I, I, I still want there to be a smackdown one day between the Conroe Symphony and the Woodland Symphony. Because there's just like, right across the street, they could have like a total cage match going on. Like, have them face off against each other. You know, like those old X-Men comic book covers where you'd have the good guys on one side and about to plow into the bad guys on the other side? We, we need to recreate that for the orchestras. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thought. Okay. So that's local news for me. Anything local from you? Uh, no, besides the Woodlands Area Quilt Guild happening this weekend at the Lone Star Convention Center. Ten bucks will get you in. I have a lot of stuff for kids and things like that. Outside that, that's uh, about it, really. I mean, let me look, see if we got any uh, cool local musicians going around. Uh, what's today? 22nd? Okay. Today's the 22nd. All day. All right. Uh, Mark Chestnut's going to be here at Main Street Crossing over Tomball for uh, today, tonight, and tomorrow, which is kind of cool. And then uh, our local favorite guy, Jeremy Bankhead, will be at the Red Brick Tavern on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So he's pretty good. So, yeah, there you go. There you go. Lots of great uh, fun stuff happening around town. You can go to experiencedowntownconroe.com, I believe, mm -hmm. maybe .org information or just uh, look up Conroe Area Chamber of Commerce, Conroe Conven uh, uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau or CVB, or let us know and we can keep you filled in. So that's local. It's 10 o'clock. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, one thing I got to ask, I saw that they announced Roseanne spinoff. Songs Roseanne. So uh, apparently from what I've read is she signed off on it. Mm-hmm. And she gave them permission, and she basically made a statement that she wanted to keep those people who were employed for the show to keep being employed. And then uh, she just she's not making any money from it. 
She's she such made, a racist. She made a gun. settlement, I think. I think they reached a settlement. I'm not really sure. But uh, yeah, so I think it's going to fail horribly. Oh, I, I agree because it's going to change the whole flavor of it. Sarah Michelle, uh, was it Sarah Gilbert who plays Darlene, her daughter? But she also, Sarah Gilbert also had a hand in like reinventing, not reinventing, but bringing it back basically. Here's the thing. What's the, the thing, Sean? The, the whole point of the Roseanne reboot, and I'm just still kind of shaking my head sadly of how many other people have lost their shows over something like this place recently with all the well, I mean, vitriol. She, just pretty bad, she so, did, but uh, there's been a lot of vitriol going around right now. We've got, yeah, but she's an easy target. So who cares? We Move got on. Peter Fonda. Who's well, got a yeah. movie coming out this weekend? But he, well, oh, oh yeah, you think that movie's gonna do good? Saying even. that in eleven, but no. When's the last time Peter Fonda did something remarkable? But no, here, let's compare this to Say Kevin that Roseanne, Spacey. I guess. <clears throat> let's compare this to the Kevin Spacey movie where they had to reshoot stuff. Peter Fonda said that an eleven-year-old should be thrown in with pedophiles into a cage with pedophiles, and that a twelve-year-old should be kidnapped, and 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 just just horrible stuff. I mean, vitriol going left and right. On both sides. But Roseanne seems to be the only one who's actually lost a show lately as a result. And the whole point of the reboot to me was to show true working class, basically to put Hollywood in touch with who the real people are, not what they think the real people are. And I think that's what the original Roseanne was good at. I was never a huge fan of it, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it was an accurate portrayal of a middle American family, a lot more realistic than, say, the Cosby show. And so that's what this reboot was all about, to have someone dare to say we voted for the guy because he said this. But with Sarah Gilbert, who, you know, was rabidly left wing on The View, I just can't imagine the people behind the show now not wanting to tweak it to be another show that doesn't play both sides, I guess is the best way to put it. Well, why do we even need that? I mean, I think it's... I mean, who cares? What are people watching these days? People, well, clearly, watching, are, people are clearly watching Roseanne. The only uh, the only two sitcoms that I've, I've even watched for years now have been uh, Life in Pieces, because I love the writing on that. Okay. And uh, I've always been a fan of Modern Family, just because it's it's cute. Uh, Life in Pieces You know what's really great. great about Modern Family? I've mm -hmm. only seen it a handful of times, but it's always been reruns. And I'm, I, I, I can tell you, I don't know when it started. Mm-hmm. But the reruns are always out of order. So, like, one episode, the kids will look, you know, very young, like, 11 years old. And then next episode, I'm, He's like, in college. I'm like, wait a second, what? <laughs> and they look completely different. Yeah, it's fun watching a show where they age and you're kind of growing with them. Life in Pieces is funny. If you haven't seen it, the best thing about it is it's about this extended family, a lot like mo uh, Modern Family. But it's always four stories in the one episode. So each story lasts about four. Yeah. Four minutes. And that's been on for three minutes. years. Yeah. Great, so. great show. But I haven't watched, uh, beyond that, I'm just tired. I don't watch late night comedy anymore. I don't watch Comedy Central anymore. Well, I don't uh, watch. What are the listeners? Listeners, if you're watching, hearing, or whatever, let us know what you're watching. Because I yeah. haven't really, like, Holly watches The Handmaid's Tale, and then we watch Westworld. But I, I, I kind of watch anything that has any sci-fi angle to it, or fantasy. But then there's so much of it now, it's just kind of like, ugh. Mm -hmm. But Westworld's doing it right. I like Westworld. It's kind of fun. I may have to uh, uh, binge it. Yeah, it's, re it's pretty good. I enjoy it. And, I still have uh, a fan of the original Westworld and Future World movies. So, but yeah. There you go.
10.04 on the dot. You know what I never got back into and I really wanted to is mm. the new X-Files. I have not seen. I saw the first two episodes of when it came back for season 10, I believe. Mm-hmm. But then they redid like five more episodes. I've got them on my DVR. I, I watched the I, last I, season. I haven't seen it yet. Is that do they actually do seasons now? Would they ever figure out what they're doing? Yeah, basically they're mini seasons. Okay, so it's like season 10 is six episodes. Season 11 is six episodes. Right. Okay, so you've Maybe seen it. Maybe eight. I saw season 10, and I enjoyed it because I wanted them to explain the whole alien invasion thing was supposed to happen in 2012. Okay. And obviously it never happened. So this is to kind of explain why not. Okay. So are I they haven't make, are seen they season more? 11. Well, they got season 11 out. I haven't watched it yet, but it is racked up on my DVR. But is there a season? Is there going to be one after that? Who knows? Hold on, what's this I don't say? know if it's been announced Unless yet. it is. Yeah, I'm wondering. Because that's one thing I, I kind of kept away from it because I figured it'd all be on demand if it's just like a miniseries. But then again, I don't know. But all right, yeah. Roseanne's coming back. I guess no one really cares. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. I, I think it's going to bomb tremendously because ABC is going to try and make it into something that they want, not what Roseanne well, I, I think it would be great if it the opening scene is Jeff... Uh, What's his name? John John Goodman. Goodman. He's writing, basically saying that the whole Roseanne, thing was a dream. Well, Roseanne really died. She was the one that died, and that was just a dream. Like the first eight episodes it was just a dream. That could be it, and that's the thing. People were watching it because the show is what Roseanne Barr, whatever her name is, wanted, and now it's going to be what ABC wants. Yeah, and it's going to completely change the show. And I, I kind of cracked a joke about saying, "Oh, they'll reboot it and they'll call it the Connors." Well, this one's called the Connors. That's the working title of it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I think it's just really strange. Yeah. Well, anything else in the news you've been seeing? That you, oh, one right. thing I wanted to, uh, we like doing follow-ups to uh, new stuff, and mm-hmm. we're going to take a break, but coming back, there was an update about that self-driving Uber car that hit that lady, that poor lady in the middle of the street. Really? A while back. Yeah, there's an update, and we're going to kind of talk about that. And... Uh, we're brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. It's 10.06. Join in on the conversation on Facebook, Twitter, you know, all that good stuff. We're, we're broadcasting live from downtown Conroe, Texas on Lone Star Community Radio. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. What is homelessness? Have you seen parents struggle to find a job without having transportation or childcare? What about the children sleeping in cars with nothing to eat? Families shouldn't have to struggle to survive, and children should not be homeless. Family Promise of Montgomery County serves the needs of homeless families and their children. Learn about ways you can help and learn about partnership opportunities 
at www.familypromiseofmc.org or call our day center at 936-441-8778. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 936-266-7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. Welcome back. Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. He's Dick. I'm Skippy. It'd be 1010 on the dot. Temperature's already gone up to 84 degrees. So as hot as it is outside, I'm beating the heat by filling myself with even hotter stuff on Road Coffee. And looking forward to Clean Sweep Office Cleaning coming and cleaning up Dick's mess this weekend. So thanks to both of our sponsors there. We do appreciate it. That's it for me. On that one. Cool. Cool. So you were uh, talking to me, you were leaving us with a teaser. Yes. Uh, if you know, if you didn't know a story, uh, Uber's been testing their self-driving stuff. Right. And in California, this poor woman, and I don't know if anyone's had a chance to just look it up, look up like Uber crash fatality kind of combination in the Googles. And you'll see a video of like a woman basically trying to cross the street in the middle of the street, no crosswalk. And the video is very alarming because it's just you see this woman, you're like, what is she doing? And then, boom, car hits her going about 45 miles an hour. Well, it turns out the safety officer who was in the car not driving because they're doing like tests and stuff was watching TV. So I'm trying to figure out why I kind of laughed. I go, well, isn't that the whole point of self-driving cars? Like you're able to do whatever you want. And then so the debate's going to be coming up where it's similar to the Tesla issue where you put assisted driving on and how much do you have to pay attention? Yeah. Again, I think this is just gonna, it's going to be a flash in the pan. I don't think 
self-driving cars are going to become a mass-produced, the new, the new norm. I just don't see it. People aren't willing to give up that control. And even though, like I said, the numbers aren't there, way, way more people have been killed by drivered cars being hit, you know, pedestrians hit by cars with drivers than pedestrians hit by driverless cars. But still, it just, it's not the numbers so much. It's the idea of giving up that control. Um, there are too many X factors, too many variables. You know, a, a ball. Well, because one of the one of the follow-up things is when we have uh, driverless cars, do we even have a steering wheel? There's got to be some kind of a manual override, so I would have to say, yeah. Okay. Some, some kind of thing. But let's put it in context. Let's say a ball gets kicked in the street in front of your car, and it's a football. The sensors see it, uh, see it they're going to slam on the brakes, right? But what if there's a car tailgating you? This computer's got to determine, okay, do I slam on the brakes knowing I'm going to get rear-ended, or do well, I? Well, that's one question I always had, because it's funny, in the last two days, a person's almost hit me in a two-left-lane turn, mm -hmm. and I'm in the right right side of it, and they always, they came in trying to merge or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I go, so my options are veer right, but to the right, there's a ditch. Mm -hmm. Or to, to one time, there was another car. So I was like, I wonder what's going to happen here. I wonder how a self-driving car can determine who's who's going to be more in trouble. Because, you know, you got, I mean, I, we're getting a little too detailed. And but and would the self-driving car lay on its horn? Would it, would it well, I flip wonder, off I the wonder what, like, you? a stunt driver would suggest. Like, do you slam on your brakes? Or do you, kind of, kind of like how people aren't trained to drive when they spin out Well, and that's rain. why you, what, you flick your eyes around best you can. What's on either side? Is there someone tailgating you? I mean, that's what I had you? to do. That's, yeah. And that's, I had, like, a split second. And I, I would and trust my split second over a driverless system. You think so? I, I would, yeah. I may I, be wrong, but I would I still mean, trust myself more. Well, I mean, because the thing I see is, especially, for example, the spinning out while in the rain. No one, I bet, like, a good amount of people don't understand which way to turn the wheel when you're spinning out, like, say, you know, an ice storm and things like that. But, say, a driverless car, you know, 98% of the time knows what to do. Who would you trust more? I'm talking about just gen, like basics on the road. I just said there are too many X factors for any one computer to, to compute so. everything. Okay, I give it to you. I give it to you. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting to follow up. So anything else? Did you find anything cool to follow up that's not political? Because oh I got to restrict you on that. Uh, yeah, this is funny. This is World, World Cup news. You ready for this one? So Japan was uh, playing Colombia okay. in yeah. the World Cup. That was several days ago. Was several days ago, Japan ended up winning 2-1. But apparently during halftime, there was also a national crisis that the national toilet infrastructure almost collapsed because so many people raced to the bathroom during halftime. The whole country's watching, and so the whole country goes to the bathroom during halftime. And there was a 24 a straightforward 25% increase in flushes at the same time, which ordinarily would like destroy an infrastructure for a major metropolitan area. Fortunately, the Japanese government in Tokyo felt that there was going to be a problem. So they tweaked the pressure accordingly. So nothing crashed, but it would have had they not done it. I want to know the guy who's in charge of it. And I don't know how they would read the meters or whatever. And then one guy's just sitting there, you know, drinking his coffee, watching TV. And then, boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I 
Oh no, they're all going for the flood. What do you think their politically correct term for poo poo is, or for waste? Do you think it's called waste? Well, when I lived in Japan, like uh, it was called benjo. That was the bathroom. You know, first. Well, I'm saying like when he's on the phone with the higher ups, going, "We're getting over amounts of." Oh, if memory serves. I think the word is kuso. What does that mean? A word that I can't say on America. So they radio. wouldn't say that though. Like I'm talking about well, official oh, documents. So what do you think people? They, they don't have the comic books. Just call pooping all the time. Yeah, po- pooping to them is very well because it's not just poop though. It's it's like waste. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I can't remember. I was a kid. I, I mean, learned the dirty words. If you work for waste management around here in these parts, let us know what you had to put officially on the document because there's just too much slag. But that's pretty funny. There's a lot of things coming up from the World Cup, and it's exciting that it's uh, there's a game going on right now that might keep Messi. Lionel Messi out of the World Cup. Oh, well, there's been a lot of disappointments so far. Have there really? Yeah. You don't like soccer, though, so we don't have to talk about it. <laughs> right? But we don't know. Uh, so you heard about Chris Hardwick, right? Yes, the Me Too guy uh, who got accused of being a bad boyfriend, right? That's it. Well, you know, the story is... Uh, oh, there's more development to it? Yes, there is. So... AMC has temporarily relieved him of his hosting duties. Yes. He's been disinvited from a, a convention panel and stuff like yeah. that. And for those of you who don't know, uh, a former girlfriend named Chloe Dykstra. Okay. This is right up there with the Stormy Daniels. Well, I'm not, I can't say that I slept with him because I've signed a non-disclosure. Wink, wink. No, you know, that's On what? Okay, so, so you know how Stormy Daniels is Yeah, yeah is I remember playing? that. Okay, well... Chloe Dykstra, her thing was, she never mentioned it by name, but she gave enough, a former podcaster who now owns his own empire and media and, you know, hosts several talk shows, but I'm not mentioning any names. So legally, she's trying to cover herself. Okay. Because his name was never mentioned by her, but of course, now he's been removed from duties. So he's denied it because he's like, yeah, we weren't a good fit but I never sexually assaulted her because she added that in too. There was many times that he assaulted her and she just laid there and cried while he had his way with her. And he's like, no, this never happened. His wife has popped up, but this is something very interesting. Now he kept the text messages of their breakup. He kept them. Uh huh. Okay. And seven months later, after they broke up, she sent him some text wanting him back. And I hopefully, you know, but this documented evidence that she didn't have. Remember, all she had to do was she didn't even mention it by name. And this man's career is on its way to being destroyed. Okay. He's losing everything, right? His TV gigs, his hosting gigs. Uh, he's been removed as a uh, um, off nerd, Nerdist. If you go to the Nerdist website, he's not listed on it anymore. Okay. So just by someone intimating something that... No so one what, else what do, think, what do you think is going to come from this? Because could he technically sue her? Yeah, well, here's the thing. He's got evidence that, that shows she's now she's got to explain and she's suddenly not answering questions. Okay. Because uh, I was reading the news reports this morning that they're reaching out to her now and she's not saying anything. Before it was, oh, thank you all my Twitter followers for, for you know, letting me put myself out there and supporting me. Uh, well, we have evidence that, that suggests that the, the, the breakup text was very long. And none of it was the, the, the words of uh, what he's being accused of being. And then on top of that, he kept texts that she sent him seven months after the breakup, kind of begging, can't you take me back, please? These are not the typical actions of someone 
Uh, and so she's on the hot seat now. I'm not saying <clears throat> I hate it, th hoping that someone is lying about uh, assault because that just that I don't want to take glee in that. I don't want to say yeah, it's not the sh uh, Schadenfreude in, in that. But we've got to separate the wheat from the chaff. Uh, someone's career may be destroyed and no one knows if, if he deserves it or not. Yeah, but I think this has almost become a norm in the Hollywood world circuit, inner circuit, trying to get a job, trying to, you know, basically capitalize. Because, I mean, you could I – I have a feeling on the Stormy Daniels thing, what I'd be interested in is what is she doing day-to-day -day outside of the public view in a sense of how is she still making her money? Is She's she, still putting on shows. It's she, called the Red, White, and Blue Make America Horny Again okay, tour. So, so this is similar to the Tiger Woods mistress thing. Mm-hmm. She's going to strip clubs, charging a lot of money, and people hate the show. They're walking out going, I didn't get anything out of it. It's called Make America Horny Tour. and Interesting. Yeah. So this, uh, I part of me hopes Chloe Dykstra is telling the truth because I don't want to think anyone's lying just to, uh, but I think it's a lot of it's her perspective. And if, you know, if you're in a relationship where someone tells you, hey, you can't go out dressed like that or you got to go to bed when I go to bed, this is not optimal and I'm not, you know, there are different behaviors, but there's a difference between saying sexually assaulted and just being in a bad relationship. So yeah. it would be interesting to find out. I personally like Chris Hardwick's shows, but if he's guilty of these things, he deserves to lose it, in my opinion, or at least to well, be didn't she tried say in something along the lines of like, I have proof, so don't even try to deny it. Well, that's the thing is none's been presented, but he's got proof of. Did he release it? Yeah. He released the text messages? Yeah. Okay, I want to check these out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, other people are releasing. You were mentioning that uh, WikiLeaks is back in the news mm. for releasing LinkedIn and personal contact info. Right? Is it personal or is it like public? Well, it's a a, a repository. LinkedIn, they went to different sources like LinkedIn and, and public records to piece together not the identities of 9,000 ICE employees, which may include eight thief cover agents. You know, and for the well, I mean, if purpose, it's all public record, I mean, well, true, and that's what I'm saying. But that's interesting. We'll talk about that when we come back. It's, it's the reasoning behind it. Yeah, you're listening to Morning's Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com. It is 10:22. We're gonna take a quick break. Say thank you to Conrad Coffee and Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We're here till 11 o'clock here on Friday, so stick around. You can always always comment on our social media during the show or call in 936-647-3776. No. Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available in Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647-3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. 
If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Welcome back to Morning's Lone Star, your morning radio program in the Montgomery County area. Broadcasting live on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course, YouTube, Facebook, blah, 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 and IRLoneStar.com. Brought to you by Conroe Coffee and Clean Sweep, Office Clean. We were talking about WikiLeaks. They're constantly on both sides of the argument, good or bad. But it, it's kind of strange to me. I'm going to go to their website real quick just to check this out. Am I okay. allowed to look at this stuff? Uh, it, CNN, it has a, public... CNN hasn't told me if I can look at yeah, right. or not. I can't get over that. Yeah, so it's this is information that any determined person could actually come up with, but is the purpose behind it that the, the people who submitted to WikiLeaks and then WikiLeaks who released it, the purpose was to say, we're not telling you to go and put these people's lives in danger and their families' lives because, you know, like home addresses have been given out. And ostentatiously to say, well, we must protest these people, but bad stuff happens, you know, to basically take someone's private residence because you don't personally agree with their legal job duties. Well, what's strange to me is somebody sat there and goes, let's do this. Yeah. Because that's weird to me. Like, I don't see how this isn't a problem with, like, the whole world. The world has, I mean, they just ruined their credibility by doing this because it's all public information. Now, if it was like, because my concept of WikiLeaks was the man behind the curtain dropped a piece of paper and WikiLeaks got it. And now WikiLeaks is publishing that paper. But this, no. this doesn't seem like no, that. No, this is someone whose sole purpose was to expose the lives of 9,000 people because you don't like their job description. And, yeah. you know, there aren't 9,000 agents out there separating families. It's everybody and I, you know, 9,000 people in all walks of life who have absolutely nothing to do with anything. And this person justifies it. Well, you work for the man. You are the man. And I just, it, it sickens me. Uh, I, I've got my personal feelings on Julian Assange, and I hope he get. I hope the embassy kicks him out soon because he needs to answer, at least go through a trial <clears throat> of, you know, 
of the proper legal yeah. journey. Okay. Yeah, so there's that. Now, I know earlier we were talking about, uh, you know, Chris Hardwick being on the hot seat. Yeah. And uh, I was actually read part of the, uh, apparently TMZ got hold of the breakup text and her responses to it seven months later. Uh, we're presuming that Hardwick himself released them. Uh, but from what I read, it just, what happened was she cheated on him with some other guy named Sam. And so he broke up with her saying, basically, you're cheating on me, made me feel like less of a man, you know, good luck with your life. Hope all's, you know, well, but it's over between us. It's just not the the words of a Svengali. And then when she texted him back months later saying, is there a chance for us? He never even bothered to respond. Now, I say this to all my psychological degrees on the wall behind me, but that just doesn't sound like someone who's... I, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see all the evidence come out. I just, it's sad to me that this man... Is currently his whole career is on hold, went on a nosedive, and now it's kind of on hold. So people going, oh, he, he's being mean. He's being a poopy head for releasing the text message. If that's the only proof you have, because she's saying she has proof, but she hasn't shown a single thing. She says she's holding on to it. Well, well if, man, she can't, if she doesn't come up with it within the next... Too, because these are about people who I don't even really... I mean, I'm not a big fan of Walking Dead, and but there are those who are. What, what does he do that is that, that wants people that inspires people to protect him or defend him? Because I mean, it's just he made nerdness cool. Well, do you think this is something that needs to be talked about in the sense of the overall spectrum of accusing people and doing it the way she did? Because it was odd that she didn't mention names. She was afraid to do that or whatever reason. Well, she also but didn't then, do it when it but happened. But then I offer proof because I know we talked about this kind of Me Too stuff. And I always feel like proof in any scenario when you make claims that people helps your argument a hundred times more if you just instead of just making wild accusations and just hopefully somebody picks up the banner with you. Unless and, you're trying to stretch out the story for maximum exposure and fame, if you have proof, you release the proof along with your initial um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, accusation. And I have proof. And here it is. Boom. Story, you know. But this but if you want to keep it going and, and try and make a name for yourself and get 50 minutes of fame, yeah, stretch it out. Yeah. Oh, I have proof. I'm going to show it any day now. Look at Stormy Daniels. Uh, any day now, we're going to do this. It still hasn't happened. It's months later. Yeah. And I think, again, if Chris Hardwick is guilty of sexual assault, then he needs to face it in a court of law. But to now, this stuff wasn't presented... Before he was the CEO of his own corporation, you know, this wasn't brought up when he was a podcaster. Now that he's got something to lose, all of a sudden it's news. Well, yeah, and that's where I was saying legally. I mean, I feel like that's what I'm thinking I would, the next action I would take is put my case together and then file suit if you can. I mean, I'm not, I have, I have zero legal experience, but I feel like with his loss, it's like his proven loss of this accusation. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and the proven loss is there, like I said. Uh, this is the Comic-Con or, or the uh, Sci-Fi Con in San Diego. He's yeah. on the uh, panels. He's been taken from that. His shows have stopped production. His own company that he founded, Nerdist.com, has removed him. I mean, this is, again, and, I'll, and she never mentioned his name. And this is what's funny. She may say, oh, I didn't mean him. I never. You can't touch me because I never mentioned his name. And I'm, I actually went through something similar where, a former employer was kind of sick that that's like the reason she chose not to mention his name. It's just so she can be protected legally in a, 
I mean, mm-hmm. that, to me, it's all about that the, those claims need to be true to the fullest extent. And again, you back it up with the proof. You don't say, well, I have proof and then sit on it. You have a Cause, lawyer Because in my mind, and this is, but we're not the victims, they're not in their mind, though. In my mind, though, if she really just wanted to talk about it, you mentioned about the progress of recovering and helping people, mm-hmm. opposed to saying, this is what this guy did. I'm not going to name him, but this is everything he did. That's what I'm saying. If she's, um, if she's trying to uh, bring a man to justice, then you uh, you accuse him by name. Harvey mm-hmm. Weinstein. It was the people who said it was Harvey Weinstein, not a high-powered producer out there. Um, and hold on. I'm kind of looking at the lady's IMDb, her, her filmography. Yeah. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I don't know. I'm trying to keep as open mind as possible, but this is just a situation where it's not adding up right now. So. Well, look who's stopping by. Well, with a few minutes left in the show today, we're at 1033 yeah. on the dot and Jason Owen from Conroe Coffee. Yeah, why don't we take a quick break and uh, set him up and we'll be right back. Conroe Coffee is a local coffee shop located in the heart of downtown Conroe at 206 North Main Street, Conroe, Texas. Conroe Coffee serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with other treats and coffee. For more information regarding store hours and delivery in downtown Conroe, Conroe Coffee is on Facebook or by telephone at 7632. We would like to thank Conroe Coffee for being a supporter of Lone Star Community Radio and our morning sponsor with Mornings with Lone Star. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, 
telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look up the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Welcome back. 1037 on the dot. Morning Lone Star in the studio. We got Jason Conroe Coffee in the studio with us. It is already 85 degrees. Creeping back up in the 90s, a little overcast, but still only a 1% chance of rain all day, all weekend. So perfect weather to help Dick move. You know who you are. Join me. Yeah, Jason helped out on Wednesday. That's why he's so tired. He's recovering. Tired breathing is difficult when you move. Moving is like the worst thing ever. You can... can All day. Kick me in the crotch. All day. All day? All day. And I'd rather prefer that than moving. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Hold I'm my beer. Like least, yeah, I know, man. Least favorite uh, action in the it world. It was easy, though. No, that wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. Get yourself a good dolly. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Hello, dolly. Anyways. You want to get there? <laughs> no rain this Saturday, huh? Yeah, it rained on us while we were moving. I know. We were laughing. Funny. You remember those days uh, when, it, when it used to just rain every, uh, like, at two or, I'm sorry, no, like four or five. In the afternoon, it rained for like an hour every day in sun in the summertime. Mm-hmm. It did. What happened? I mean, that was that, like ten years ago when I first came uh, to oh, Houston. warming. I wonder when it, when it first happened. Uh, when I first came here to Houston in '05, that's every day in the summertime. It was like that. I, I just remember uh, I had grandparents lived in the Pasadena area, and Pasadena would just be, you know, how like uh, Oklahoma RV parks are, are magnets for tornadoes. Pasadena seemed to be a magnet for like those thunderstorms where the sky just suddenly goes black, like nighttime black, and then and then goes away. Well, that's probably the the the, the chemical plants there just spewing all kinds of. You know, how do you live? How do you? This is what I don't get. You have a house. It's next to some type of like uh, chemical plant, mm-hmm. and you smell it all day, every day. Mm-hmm. How do you not know that's not bad? That's not good for you. How do you how do you like just you know in your mind think oh okay, you know it's I, every time I get out of the house. But it gasoline smells, smells so good. Yeah, but I don't live next to a gas station pump. I don't have a gas station pump sitting next to my uh, front door. But it's bad for you to smell it. It's bad for you to smell it. You know. But it smells so good, Jason. No, it doesn't actually. It's like Leo likes to sniff it, but it's. it's I like, love the smell of uh, <laughs> you, you know, a. Who hears a gas sniffer? No, you know when when you shoot guns, the cordite. I love that smell. Ah, yeah. I love the smell of cordite in the morning. Yeah, that, that's that's one thing you don't you don't get when you watch um, stuff like old Vietnam films and stuff like that and the firefights. You don't smell the you don't smell the gunpowder. You don't smell that 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 yeah that that pervasive cordite smell. Uh huh. Yeah, that's not there. Now, don't forget, just because something smells bad doesn't necessarily mean it is bad for you. I mean, it's a good rule what? of thumb. Well, you, uh, Jason was saying, you know, you, you're living next to a, a thing and there's a bad smell. How can you know that's not bad for you? Now, with chemicals, 
a chemical can smell bad but not be bad for I'm just, you necessarily. I'm just under the impression that any chemical made by a man is bad. In large concentrations. Okay. Like even Neosporin. Like you don't want to eat that stuff. Well, or do you? I don't know. Has anyone eaten Neosporin before? I don't know. What happens to you? Let's do it. Let's it, put it in our eyes too. There's <laughs> probably all kinds of things about not ingesting Neosporin. Yeah. Well, so I'm pretty sure that we in some way, shape or form evolved in such a way so that our, our nose can tell us a little bit about how, what things that you shouldn't go near like poop. I'm sure that if poop was, you know, was, like that, was yeah. good for us, then we'd be like, "Ooh, that smells great." But no, poop is bad for us. So no, your nose tells you tells you no. Stay away from the poop. And dead but it people. poop smells bad, but it's integral. What happens if you put the poopery in before? Mm. Pooper, that's right. But see, poop smells bad, but it's integral for fertilizer. Man, that's twice we've talked so about it poop. Smells today. bad. I'm really But that. it's actually a the useful product. Up. Dead meat, like dead people, dead carcasses. That's dead, the key, dead that's stuff. key predators away. That that that's to keep you from eating uh, uh, rotten meat. Well, versus... that's to keep other animals from eating meat. Yeah. Okay, so this is what I was. Uh, uh, what I one thing I learned from where college. do you live? Do you live near something that smells? No, I'm talking about, he's talking about Pasadena. Pasadena has all kinds of smells. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I learned from college, and I, I, I'm not sure if this is still true or not, but we are, we, we see in color because evolution gave us the, evolution says that we were looking at fruit and the, uh, the ones that were, weren't rotten, we were able to tell from, a distance because we could see colors. Now, the ones that couldn't see colors couldn't see that the fruit was rotten versus the, the uh, ripe or good uh, tasting fruit. And so the ones that had uh, that were able to see color got past that evolutionary hurdle. Does hmm. that make sense? Yeah, it does. But does that also explain why, uh, like I said, dogs, the factory sense, because dogs see black and white apparently or grayscale mm -hmm. or they're colorblind, but their noses are much more highly attuned well aren't they uh are they predators or are they uh, in any way shape or form are wolves in any shape or form uh, uh scavengers Ooh, good question i would think a wolf is more of a predator than a scavenger yeah and if well i would say scavenger right i don't know can they eat uh dead meat do they do they fight off uh uh i don't think i vultures? mean as carrion eaters i i just i don't know i'm not that much of a zoologist or a uh uh, animal experts to know that maybe they use it to track maybe it's 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 more right. important to track than anything else you know that that makes sense yeah. i mean hyenas are flat out scavengers yeah they'll, they'll go in with what's what left left over on the kill yeah and i saw the lion king i know what's what <laughs> yeah all right so well what i'm reading is they will scavenge Okay, so then that's so they'll it. still hunt, but they'll also scavenge. That, okay, so they're hunters who can scavenge, but they're not scavengers because, like a hyena, that hyenas don't hunt. They they wait. They, they also, let other people do the heavy lifting. They protect, they attack, and they also scavenge. Most importantly, you don't know the meme. Nope. Oh, no, I'll show you the it. meme. What, what, what meme for what? Uh, dogs and cats. So there was a meme uh, that uh, he protect, he attack. So for the cats, it's he and it's spelled with uh, two C's instead of. Oh, so C -C. this is something that we don't understand. And you no, have to be visible. No, you got to be visual. like a small child, like I am. Like I'm forty, you know, I'm a child to understand this meme. But he protect, he attack. And this is about cats. 
Okay. Yeah, so he says, yeah, he don't protect, he don't attack, he constantly meow for snack. Man, Jason, your humor is a hit, a hit and a miss. That you is you, you gotta sure. see it. You gotta see it. Well, you know, um, oh, I finally caught up on all. I was, I'd lost all the uh, the comments on Facebook. Now well, there you now go. Now they're back, so I'm doing a little catch up here. But uh, you know, I want to talk about um, this Time Magazine you mentioned. Time Magazine cover. Now, bear in mind, the, bear in mind what? Sorry. Well, in 1994, you know, everyone's just championing. Uh, Time Magazine right now. I, I don't know if you've seen the cover, but it's a red background and it's got this little kid crying and the president. But it's not even out yet, is it? Is the magazine out? Um, It's a weekly, so it should be. Okay, I was just curious. I don't know um, but they released it and it shows the president looking stern. Well, now reports are coming out about this, that this child was never separated from its mother. That the mother actually took this child from the rest of the family in Honduras, including leaving other kids behind, across the Honduras, trying to claim asylum, that is a totally set up photo. And now people are going, well, it's just artistic, you know, whatever. But in 1994, the same magazine, Time Magazine, they're the ones that are responsible for taking the mugshot of OJ and darkening it to make him look blacker. And everyone's like, oh, no, you can't mess with the photo because, you know, that's just, you know, racist and stuff. So once again, I, I, I'm not a fan of duplicity or hypocrisy at all. And so either if it's okay now, it was okay when you did it to OJ, or if it was bad when you did it with the OJ cover, it's bad now. But there's severe walking back now from all parties because the father of this kid has piped up going, the mom just left and not, just took the one kid, and there are other kids here. We're still here in Honduras, and actually we have a good life. Um, so there's going to be some walking back on that. Well, well, I think also what what interested interested me the most about this thing was the individual cases. Is that a dog? That there are. Is that a wolf? I don't know. It's probably someone sneezing. Okay. Sorry, I heard woof woof woof. Well, we're not bleeding or anything. There he goes. Woof. Hold on. Woof woof. It's probably a dog. Yeah. So okay. But anyway, it brings light to the individual case that people, when people on the news and everywhere else just kind of generalize the whole scenario of the issue going on. But there's always going to be specifics, but no one really wants to pay attention to that. And especially this bringing to light this family interview, this man talking about the, because what's strange to me about that specific one was the mother just randomly left with the kid and there's three other children. Mm hmm. So I wonder what, I mean, like, that kind of, you have more questions at the end of that interview with the father. So speaking about generalizations, uh, Dick and I came up with this with a solution. Skippy, so you you would consider yourself a fiscal conservative, right? Yeah. Okay. Do more gun laws. We talked about this, Jason, on the, when you weren't here. We talked about taxation. Yeah. So. Oh. Um... Do more gun laws. Take uh, uh, take guns away from criminals. No, but uh, enforcing gun laws can help. Do more do more marijuana laws stop people from using marijuana? Uh, but isn't that generalizing already? No, 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 no. Okay, so will will more immigration laws completely uh, uh, get rid of illegal immigration? Absolutely not. That's okay. why you need to build a wall. Okay. Well, will a wall uh, stop illegal immigration? Hmm? Will wall stop illegal immigration? It'll curtail it. Okay, it'll curtail it, but it won't stop it, of course, mm -hmm. right? It will not solve the problem completely. 
Right. Yeah, and what? And why we're not is, looking to solve a problem completely. Why we're wouldn't we? To, why wouldn't we? What, what's that stupid? All right. So why? Because it's is, not realistic. Why do we have South American uh, illegal uh, immigrants in the U.S.? Why do we have that? Because they are under the well, I can't say they a a, a good portion of them are under the impression that they cross the border and they get free stuff. No, I'm asking. Okay, because so Canada smells so good. Why? Why do we get? so many and why doesn't africa or europe get any or asia get any because we have people who refuse to enforce our laws okay or could it be a geographical uh, issue that that keeps them from going to europe or asia or africa why you can go from africa to i'm talking asia? about You're... south america uh -huh. i'm talking about south america mm -hmm. and the south americans which you know are make make up a vast majority of our illegal alien uh, population mm -hmm. Why aren't they going to Africa or Asia? Because it's Europe? easier to cross land than the ocean. Okay. So let's, we can establish the fact that they're crossing over because they are south of our border and they are connected to our border, mm -hmm. right? And joining us is a country that isn't doing, I mean, it's not doing super great economically, but it's doing okay. But they're, they're, there's a pretty... Uh, oh, Mexico? Yeah, they're doing... They have a staggeringly harsh immigration laws for okay. illegal immigrants. So they, and they the, have their own border on their south wall. Now... Of the people that come from South America that can come here legally, right? Mm -hmm. Do you have to pay to come here legally? Do you have to pay to be, uh, be well, part I, of the I selection? think you can associate a cost to it. No, I'm talking like, do you actually have to? So if I have a, like. You tell me Ted Cruz won't take a under table money to get in here legally? You I, put in front of the list? If I have 100 people that are coming over from mm -hmm. some specific country and I have 50 uh, slots open. Out of uh, the economic uh, uh, levels of those 100 people, which one of those 100 people are going to get those 50 slots? People that are poor or people that are rich? The first 50 that fill, fulfill the requirements. Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm asking. But is I, is that, that the case? I would presume it would be the first 50 that fulfill the requirements. Okay. So now, out of, out of 100 people— uh, Or you of, put money under the table and give it to Ted Cruz. Out of 10,000 uh, 10, people, you know, 1% of which have a lot of money, mm -hmm. there's, uh, there's 100 slots. Out of those 10,000 people, wh who's going to get those 100 slots in a country that has a lot of, has, you know, 99.9, uh, 999,900 99, poor people and, you know, 100 rich people? I would be needlessly Pollyannic if I said, well, it shouldn't, you know, money shouldn't make a difference. The, well, the, the process isn't corrupt, but there's always, whenever you have an organized uh, body, it's always open to corruption, but... It's harder, it's easier to crack down on corruption and harder to hide it now. So again, I would maintain, for the most part, the first hundred or thousand or whatever the number is who fulfill the requirements. Now, what are the requirements? Um, what you bring to the country. So if, you're, you, if you're seeking asylum, you uh, have to d demonstrate what you're well, fleeing let's, let's from. Let's segue asylum. If you want to emigrate, okay, if you want to immigrate, that is to add to... The it's almost I like imagine the board. I imagine if you're filling out a form, right? There's a there's an entry field for education, right? For so, and criminal history, for education, for work history, for yeah. for what can you bring to this country? To let and, you into this country, you need to bring something to it, right. To add to okay. it, because so, on the other end of the spectrum is asylum. So, most people that that come from a country that doesn't have you know public education, and you know some, most of those countries do, but maybe you know they're, they're busy. It doesn't meet our level. Yeah, it doesn't meet our level. Uh -huh. or whatever. It, it, so those poor, poor people stay poor in their country, right? Mm -hmm. And they look at our country as, okay, if we come into this country illegally, we're going uh, to succeed better than, than that. We're going to get free stuff. Okay. Well, we're going to be able to work. 
Because you're you're telling me that those guys sitting on top of roofs are sitting there getting free stuff working in the summertime. They are getting free so, benefits that uh, American citizens aren't. Okay. Can an American citizen go to a hospital without paying? Yes. Then is that one of the benefits that people complain about illegal aliens getting the same thing? But it's for citizens. It's for tax-paying citizens. But it's the same type of benefit. But benefits are for the citizens. No, it, it's, it's, the benefit is for a person going to the hospital we can't refuse to, uh, to provide right, service. Right, that doesn't, that doesn't forgive the patient from pain. Okay, I'm, I'm not saying that, that, that U.S. citizens shouldn't get more, more than, and because the U.S. citizens should get more. That's what, I, what I'm saying is that they will exist. You are not going to solve the problem. They will exist here. You cannot. You cannot. Well, let me spend... change the topic. Okay, let me, kind of... let me. Let me. I got something. Sure. I think I got it. So, to become the first step to becoming a United States citizen who wants to live here permanently, has to apply for a immigrant visa. Mm -hmm. And how much does that cost? And well, let's see. Well, to go to any country, you have to have a passport, and that costs about 150 bucks. And there's, I'm sure, in some countries. So, to illegally, you know, 150 bucks to us is pretty cheap. For everybody. Well, for some people, 150. If, if you're making, if you want to go to another country, you have to have a passport. If you are super poor, if you can't afford a passport, you can't go to the other country. Right, and so they're going to do it illegally. What I'm saying, then you, then you, if you're illegal, you because you met an illegal act, you're separated from those who are with you who aren't illegal, and put into the system, and into the okay. legal system. What I'm saying is, they're going to be here. They're going to come here because they're poor, and they're going to come here. Mm -hmm. Because they they see the opportunity to do to do better than what their what their uh, status quo is, right? Mm -hmm. It's gonna happen. You can build any walls, you can close up tunnels, you can put up all kinds of laws. It's not it's not gonna stop them. They're already all right, here. I'm looking at it right now. Mm -hmm. One of a kind of a catch all. It says for a green card application, the overall cost of fees and everything is a thousand seventy dollars in two thousand. Yeah, that's for a green card. That's for someone who gets in on a visa to. Add to this country. The immigration fee is two hundred and twenty dollars to start the process. Okay. To start, the then, it's not cheap. And these are people. Yeah, but these are people who are paying uh, coyotes well, you know, three thousand, well, six thousand dollars. Well, we got to we got to close up the show. Oh, uh, well, but let's, what, let's what's important? Well, what's what's interesting is I was uh, listening to an interview of a, a border rancher, generational border rancher. It's like the family's been there. It's been in the rancher's family for like three generations, four generations. And when he said the most alarming thing that he's discovering is that when his dad was in charge they they would meet families and they'd help them but he says the amount of people coming over but he said the biggest deal is they're being shipped over and and the point of like when they're walking their borders they don't dare touch the assembly line of people because they have coyotes with them with guns so now it's become more of a business than it is for helping people get yeah. over to the border. So this is it's a hotbed for human trafficking. That's what he goes like. That's the biggest issue he sees. And that's what happens when you make for for black market when a black market is created. Now, yep. if there was no black market, if it if there, there was legal entry for well, everybody, what do you think about like the heck out of them. Well, we'll talk about this on Monday. Yeah, because right. we have a and special we'll, guest because we got to close out the show. Yeah, we got Kristen Bay uh, coming in Kristen the studio. Bays, on who's a new judge, and she's going to be elect. judge elect. She's going to be in the studio on Monday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us today. A lot of fun, Jason. Hopefully, we get to continue the conversation next week. Yes. Yeah. It is ten fifty-five. You're listening to Montgomery County's community radio station. And uh, coming up uh, later today will be the Extension Hour with the Montgomery County uh, Montgomery County A&M AgriLife Extension Service at one, and then of course we got the Reluctant Cowboy 
Rick the Reluctant Cowboy on at 3 p.m. today. Stick around. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio Everybody. at IRLoneStar.com. Yeah.